home. You're used to home being this place of arrival. Home as where you, you, you go to with a certain um, confidence that I'm going to be with the family. I'm walking to somewhere that I can unfold, I can become myself. Charles Mudede is a writer and filmmaker in the Pacific Northwest. He told us this ghost story that his grandmother told him a lifetime ago in rural Zimbabwe. There's no television out there, there's no signals, there's nothing. People just tell stories. One story I heard was a young man was returning home and he saw the home and no matter how fast or how much he walked, he couldn't arrive. And that story struck me as as a nightmare. It's a story about someone who walks forever and never gets home. It reminded us of all the Black men and women who die in some in-between place, never getting to where they were trying to go. Stop. I have a right to stop you because you're being suspicious. Colorado governor's office says it is now examining the 2019 death of Elijah McClain, a 23-year-old Black Relax. I'm going home. Relax or I'm going to have to change this situation. You could see the warmth of the house. You could see the smoke coming out of the chimney miles and miles away. You could see a place that was ready to receive you. But you couldn't get there. Trayvon Martin was just 17 years old when he was confronted by George Zimmerman, a neighborhood watch volunteer, as the teenager, wearing a hoodie, walked home from a store. That horrifying feeling of not being able to go where you want to go, that was what struck me, was this notion that, you know, you could never, ever arrive at the place you are most yourself. This ghost story reminded us of one case in particular that happened right here in our hometown, Tacoma, Washington, just a couple years ago. March 3-2-20. Manny Ellis died right here on this corner during a confrontation. Just arrest him! Ellis was walking home after getting a snack when he encountered the police. All right, traffic, Henry 317 Manny Ellis was walking home on a dark street one night. He never got there. It's unclear why officers got into the confrontation with Ellis, who was walking after a trip to the convenience store. There are some disturbing echoes between this case as well as the George Floyd case in Minneapolis. Look, George Floyd, all over everywhere. We on a Taylor, on Oprah. My colleagues and I have watched everything that happened after that moment unfold over the past two years. Oh my God, that looks so scary. I couldn't breathe. Like, even like when I talk about it, like, I was like, hey, breathe, Monet. It's one of the strangest and most unpredictable stories to come out of the modern racial justice movement. My reaction was shock. I was like, oh shit, you gotta be fucking kidding me. It's been a chain of events that changed the history of our state. It is a little surprising why that was not apparently uh, reported or, or discovered. We are in uncharted waters. But this story doesn't start with a video or a protest. It starts with a little sister and her feeling something was wrong. 
I need to get down to the bottom of this. Like, I need to figure out what the fuck happened to my brother. She wanted to know how Manny died, but her investigation did a lot more. It exposed how power works. This is reference case number 20063. Do you not understand that we cannot wait for nobody to do shit because they're covering their tracks? He's just swinging wildly at me, grabbing at me, and he's like growling and, and just making like kind of animal noises. They didn't think a single mom of five kids could possibly impact their powerful information machine. There is no heads on knees, there's no cutting off of circulation. Do you know anybody that saw anything? Like, that's what I was doing. They didn't think that Monet, with a baby in one hand and a bullhorn in the other, could get many around the nation to actually care about Manuel Ellis's life. And they were wrong. Manny's story straddles this dividing line in history. He died just months before George Floyd was killed. But people only seemed to notice afterward. Manny's story shows us what happens when two worlds collide. The old pre-George Floyd world fighting to stay alive. And this new world struggling to be born. We want to know what Manny's death means and what his life meant. People pay a dignity tax by virtue of where they're born. He represents a whole generation of black men. Manuel was an anointed child when I was pregnant with him. The Lord filled me with his presence. My brother had a future. He was a musician. He was one of my best friends. We went through a lot of pain growing up and in life. So, I mean, we were pretty strong. But then for him to have to die in pain. He never arrives. He's the ghost trapped in that space between the store and his house. I want him to know that he was important. I think they thought he wasn't important. Walking home, that's what he was doing. From KNKX Public Radio and the Seattle Times, this is The Walk Home. Subscribe to this feed to get the episodes as soon as they come out. The first episode drops on September 7th.